Cygnus Radio from the heart, the heart of Cleetamua. Hello and a very warm welcome to the first podcast from Cygnus Radio. I'm Paul Murphy and I'll be hosting the first episode. Joined with the fellow founders of Cygnus Radio, we have Nick Ford. Hello, Nick. Hello. We have Chelsea Wright. Hello. And we have Ross Whitfield. Hello. So what we're going to do, first of all, just to get everybody used to this fantastic new equipment, and believe it or not, we've got the best equipment in town. We've got the only equipment in town, probably, <laughs> when it comes to this kind of thing. If we just do a quick round robin, a brief introdu- introduction from our guests, and a little bit about what you, who you are and why you're here. We'll start with you, Chelsea. She's, she's trying to avoid being the first one, so let's go for it. Well, my name's Chelsea Wright, and my company is C. Wright Developments Limited. Um, I'm a private landlord, and I also own commercial property in Cleeton, Mewe. Fantastic. Tell us, yeah, I was going to oh. say, tell us a little bit about the, <laughs> if you the give properties. Me a chance. Well, I will try. <laughs> <laughs> so, the two commercial properties are on the high street in Cleeton, Mewe, and that's Sterling Place and the recently opened Deja Brew. I'm the landlord of both of those. <clears throat> and I do have residential properties in Claytonmuir, also on the high street. Exactly. Oh, fantastic! That's brilliant. So, so tell us a little bit about the background of Sterling Place, just very briefly, so we move on to Ross next. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. So, Sterling Place was originally the chemist. That's probably as people still know it as, and it was going to be residential um, development until I was introduced to the Chamber of Trade in Claytonmuir. And that's where it all changed. And it was on Homes Under the Hammer on BBC One. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Excellent. So, Ross, tell us a little bit about your business. So, I run North Press Printers. Um, we're a graphic design and digital printers. Um, working with lots of small businesses, some big ones. Um, but obviously, the recent events, the smaller businesses are starting to, to drop off. Um, the, the other side of the business... Uh, Cygnus Workspaces, so that's Sterling Place, um, and Cygnus Workspaces is the management company that rents out the offices and provides the business services. Excellent. So, um, lots going on in your life at the moment. Property, print, it's all happening, and, uh, and studios as yes, well. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. So, moving on to Nick. Hello, Nick. Hello, Paul. What do you want to know about me? Just tell us a little bit about yourself, but keep it to six hours. Oh, <laughs> right, I'm... I'm a town councillor, I'm vice chair of the town council, and I used to be the ex-town mayor for two years. Um, Basically moved up here seven years ago, um, because my daughter is up here, and um, Cleetermore was quite a nice place. Uh, We've been up before on holiday. Um, So uh, we're now living here, and I'm getting involved in all sorts of little, anything that's going on. Um, Dominoes? Dominoes, anything, (laughs) anything. You didn't mention something that you, you're quite well involved with, actually, is that's the photography? Oh, yes. Yes, I'm chairman of the uh, Photographic uh, Society, which, again, because of coronavirus, we've shut down for the foreseeable. Uh, <clears throat> and um, basically, we, uh, we meet every Monday and uh, have uh, photographic competitions. During the summer, we go out uh, photographing around the local area. Um, and basically, uh, we've had uh, two exhibitions at Reader... Um, Park, where is it? Regged um, area uh, where they've had um, photographic exhibitions, 
Um, and basically, that's uh, that's about it about that. Yeah. Um, Super. And if anybody wants to um, send in a sound clip just to uh, show Nick and myself how to pronounce reggae. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always pronouncing it incorrectly too. Then uh, check out our website, which is cygnusradio.co.uk. Um, always be pleased. And also, if you want to know anything more about the podcast studio, uh, pop along there. There'll be lots of useful information. Um, better just introduce myself. I'm Paul Murphy from Recruit Cumbria. We're a recruitment consultancy, and we specialise in multi-sectors and also, uh, in particular, the hospitality sector. So like a lot of businesses, we're seeing a few scary things happening at the moment, but I'm sure that uh, we'll all get through this if we all work hard together and uh, in Cletomir in particular, uh, I'm seeing lots of community spirit at the moment. And I think people uh, tuning into this broadcast, um, you really need to be proud of yourselves. So, coronavirus, any 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 views on that, Ross? Um, <laughs> it's well, awful. I've, I've put him on the spot. I know. <laughs> well, it's like, well, it's, it's replaced the Brexit news. It's well, now, yeah. <laughs> I miss Brexit. I think I miss Brexit now. I don't think Nick does. <laughs> <coughs> Brexit is done. Brexit is done. Okay. Um, and uh, just a big shout out to uh, Monsieur Barnier, who's unfortunately awesome. um, unable to uh, get involved in the Brexit negotiations at the moment uh, due to coronavirus. Chelsea, have you washed your hands today? I have, several uh, times. Several times. Mm. Yes, it's, it's normal practice for me. Oh, excellent. Well done. <laughs> but, I mean, are, are people finding that when you're washing your hands so often, they're getting quite dry and we could do with some, cr- some, some hand cream now? Well, oh. I use hand cream already, Paul. Oh, I'll tell you what, you are. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, you're going to be so difficult. So ahead of the times. Yeah. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever grown a beard? <laughs> no, I've tried. <laughs> there we are. We've got her on something. <laughs> so, Nick, you're involved with the council. Yep. Um, what provisions are the council making to assist people at this very, very difficult time? I've not heard of anything um, from the council as a whole, so I don't know what they're doing. Um, as far as I'm concerned, at the moment, they're doing nothing. Uh, one of the councillors, uh, Mike Eldon, is, I think, trying to set up a community group uh, to help out uh, with people. Well, that. Um, but as I said, there's <coughs> there's so many of these groups already that I can see that they're all going to sort of be tripping over each other trying to do the same thing. Um, I sent a, um, a uh, email to Gillian Elliott, who is trying to coordinate all these uh, from the county council point of view, and hopefully then I'm waiting for a reply from her. <coughs> Well, there, there's some uh, an update there from from Nick well, on the uh, on the. But what the, I the Cletamur COVID group, so that's I think they're they're live now. So they had their leaflets. They had 1,500 leaflets delivered this morning. Right. Um, a little bit of hand sanitizer, but <laughs> who's some doing, posters. Who's doing that? They've got quite a big. As a Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah, I've joined the Facebook. Page. So they've got. Yeah. I think they must have about 20 volunteers now, mm-hmm. and they've all agreed their patches. Right, and as far as I'm aware, they're off delivering the leaflets tonight, mm. tomorrow. Yeah. So that that one's live. Can you give us an idea of what's on those leaflets? Um, I think they can. Is it uh, post mail, help with utility bills, um, collect shopping, mm. uh, a friendly telephone call. Right. 
So that's that's yeah. If you're, but this is for, this is for people that don't have neighbors or friends or maybe family that can go and help. So yeah. it really is like the the last part of call. It's for those that are really on their own. Yeah. As I said, uh, I don't know who's put that. I, I assume it's part of that group that that Mike uh, is probably setting up. But yeah, um, the council as a body, I have heard nothing from them. No. So. Well, can we bring it back to what we're doing here? Because yes. that's we obviously us four came with this idea and we founded Cygnus Radio and we thought now was a better time than ever to get it started because we could be that information port, that friendly phone call. Yeah. Do you think, Paul? Absolutely. I think it's a, it's fantastic that despite yeah. everything that is going on at the moment, we're seeing lots of lots of positive things happening in Cleetermore. And, you know, you, Chelsea, need to take the credit for a lot of that, um, as does the Cleetermore Chamber of Trade. Despite everything that's going on, we've still got plans here in Cleetermore. We've got a number of glowing, uh, growing and glowing businesses yeah. uh, right here in Stirling Place on the High Street. And the latest pleased to announce is is this studio um now just to describe it to you because obviously it's a podcast and you, you can't see uh what yes. it is yet um but yeah we'll do the youtube we'll start that next week shall we um <laughs> but it's a state-of-the-art studio and um, we've got all the latest technology in here it's really nice as well nice bright orange walls um and we've got space for four guests um at a time so if anybody wants to get involved with podcasts and you're looking for somewhere to record it, then, as I said earlier, get yourself on to cygnusradio.co.uk um, and we'll see if we can uh, accommodate any request. Um, and also, if people have any news or uh, any tips that they want to send in that we can share with the community, then please let us know. We'll be more than happy to help. Yeah, this is yeah. the place to do it. Yes, right. This is the place to do it. Plus, also, it extends <laughs> to other... <clears throat> things of local interest that people want to know about or probably can't find out about. I mean, one of the things I'm concerned about is that there is no real news about how many people in, in Cumbria and probably this area um, have actually been proved positive for coronavirus. So we, we've got no indicators uh, at all. That the information, even the uh, chief medical officer says he hasn't any numbers on, on what we have here. So we're really in the dark on this one. Um, already, uh, as far as I understand it, uh, a thousand uh, workers at Sellafield are self-isolating. Um, so it, it's a bit of a mixed batch at the moment. We don't know if there are people with it and we don't know who they're mixing with. Uh, lots of people still congregating together in groups that are probably too large to uh, really um, sort of be safe. Uh, they're still not distancing themselves from each other. So we do have problems. I think uh, Wynick's um, actually uh, alluded there to people um, too close together is that um, I don't know if you obviously can't see into the studio, but I'm actually sitting on his knee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the wooden one, fortunately. <laughs> so how many people do we have self-isolating from Sterling Place? Zero. Uh, oh, no, no, we do. I think we we've do. got one. Yeah. Have we? I think we've got one. We? I just want to say on, on, on Sterling Place as well, I mean, you know, we're, we're not going overboard, but we've had a daily uh, clean of all public areas. Um, we've been uh, disinfecting door handles and light switches. And we've been doing that daily using neat um, disinfectant. 
to be totally honest with you, we're only using neat disinfectant because nobody told me that you were supposed to dilute it. <laughs> um, so we're probably we're probably a very dangerous building That's at the moment. Dry hands. For any any any, if coronavirus is listening, don't enter. You'll not yeah. leave. You'll I'm not man. leave. Not alive. But but I think um, I think the what what made me think when people talking about washing the hands. I mean, you know, I'm one of those people that do wash my hands all the time. But it's only when you see all the instructions coming out, how many people actually wash their hands properly, mm. you know? And I was counting 20 seconds the other day, and it's a long time when you're washing your hands. Yeah. It seems to take forever. Um, you know, any any thoughts on that? I don't think I wash my hands for 20 seconds at a time, if I'm yeah. honest. No, I, I don't think I do. I'm conscious of it now. Yeah. But have you, have you tried doing it and counting in your head 20 seconds? It seems to take forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does, because you're conscious of the time. You, what are you supposed to do? Sing happy birthday twice. Twice. Yeah. I think Boris Johnson got it slightly. He said the national anthem <laughs> twice. And I thought, well, that's half an hour, isn't it? <laughs> you want to sing that? <laughs> sing, sing it twice, you know. I don't. I question, though, if are people taking it seriously? I think people have started to suddenly. I think that we're waiting to be told what to do next, and then... Until that moment, we're still doing as much as we can safely. But, you know, I'm still, well, we're all still out here at work. We are in a room together. Yes, there's only four of us. Mm. Um, but until I'm told not to do that, but will, as long as I'm not pooly, I will. Will this country do that? Well, when, you, when, you, when you've got the Prime Minister's father um, saying that he's not going to let any government tell him that he can't go to the pub when he mm. wants to... Um, it, you know, it kind of makes you question, you know, somebody mm. said today that Boris got us through Brexit, but he can't let us go to the pub. Um, <laughs> you know, it's... Well, actually, he can't... He didn't say he would stop people going to the pub. He just said he would ask people to avoid going to the pub. We've had no clampdown like they've got in other countries. Um, but do you not think it's interesting that... Was it when was the budget? Was it last week? Uh, and they come out. They're giving loads of assistance to pubs. The you know the yeah. you know and then and then the it's as if they knew right. We won't actually have to deliver this <laughs> because Just next week we're going to recommend. Yeah. you know those pubs that we're helping. Don't go to them. The beauty of it is, if you go to a pub now, there's not very many people in it, so it's actually okay to social distance in there. Absolutely, oh, yes. yeah. But yeah. you you had a good point about this. The budget. Oh, what was that? The town fund. Yes, I did. I, I wondered if the um, the Cleetamua town fund would still go ahead. Can we justify, will that money still be there or are we going to use it now when we need it? Well, oh. I, I think if, it, if, if it's used now when we need it, it might actually go to the businesses that need it rather than... Um, you know, councils yeah. managing. I think we all we all agree. I think, you know, wherever you are, that councils aren't the best when it comes to managing uh our money, yeah. it's our money, let's remember that. We talk about government money, but it's actually ours. It's we, we pay that money and the government doesn't have money. It comes from us. But just 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 going back to the um if I can just pop back just very briefly, one yeah. one thing I thought about this morning, which um might seem a bit strange, but it's to do with uh, hygiene. Um <laughs> Where's and, this going? and that's well <laughs> don't worry, Chelsea. It's a it's it, it is a PG rated show. <laughs> We'll keep it that way, um, unless we offend Nick and he goes into one of his rants. Um, but as if, as if. I was going to jump in here, Paul, because there's another interesting fact about the coronavirus. You're talking about <clears throat> people self-isolating and being clueless. Another thing that seems to have come 
and I've noticed is that in a lot of the shops, when it comes to the touchscreen um, tills, which people use themselves, plus obviously the um, money dispensers and uh, touch buttons for their cards, they don't sterilise them after each person's used it. So somebody could come up and be banging away on the touchscreen, putting their groceries through, and they're finished and go. The next person, they don't know that that person before them has had the virus on their hands, and now they're picking it all up. And it's the same with with the cards. You handle your card, you put it in the machine, they think, oh, that's all going to be safe because nobody's touching it. But it is. The coronavirus um, germs uh, virus can attach itself to the metal, and they say it stays alive quite a while on on metal surfaces. So they take the card out, the next person puts their card in, and again, when they pull it out and handle it, those things... So they're they're not really sterilising things that they should be. And again, it's a carrier. Uh, A lot of the um, medical centres have shut their screens simply because of that. They don't want people putting their hands on them and then you know the next person plays with it and you don't know what they've picked up you could say the same about toilets because somebody, same thing. Some, somebody commented on, on on facebook the other day that when you go to most toilets in most buildings you push the door in yeah. but to come back out you've got to <coughs> grab a handle um you know so you, you potentially you've just washed your hands um and then yes. you've gone to grab but, the handle, but that's but a concern that's always All the there. time, and I, there was an invention at some point in some country that you could open them with your shoe, oh. like a hook on the bottom of the door. Did you ever see that? Oh. But that never took flight, and I don't know why. But take, take that to Dragon's Den. <laughs> I can see you now, Chelsea. Hello, Dragons. That's I can uh, see you now. Yeah. What I would say is, in Sterling Place, it's probably less of an issue because we've got hundreds of ten percent disinfectant on <laughs> all the handles that will kill any germ on 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 site. And but most what, of the people. The, 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 the thing I was going to say there it, or, or add is that people condition the hair. You know, they use hair conditioner. Um, and thinking back to the eighties when we used to get those um, what to do in the event of a nuclear attack. Um, commercials. Um, me the and one, Ross probably won't know about. Oh, uh, you won't know about that because too but, young. But we used to get these the, this advice. <laughs> I think you know, as if we were going to be struck any minute. But one of the things they did say that in a nuclear fallout, you shouldn't use conditioner because it keeps it. it, it the particles get into your hair, um, and conditioner keeps it in there. Just use shampoo. So I don't know if 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 people using conditioner are more at risk of retaining the virus than anybody else. But you've got nice hair, Chelsea. Ross is a bit borderline, and <laughs> and Nick Nick hasn't I've got much of it got left. I've actually got a leave-in treatment on today. Have you? So if I'm holding in all the particles, no, yeah. I doubt it. It's don't worry. I'll they, give they, that a Google later. But they will have died as soon as you walked into okay. Sterling Place. It's good but, to know. You know with that. It is it is a, a salient point. I mean, you obviously take these things too far, but it is a salient point that, that um, in one place I know that they, inside the toilet you're talking about, they have tissues that the person can pick up after they've washed their hand and use that to open the door, and then there's a disposal, you know, bin outside to put the tissue in, which, again, it, it's not rocket science. Um, it, it's not something... I'm sure most stores could probably do that, and, and that would... Basically, what you're trying to do is... Re- Reduce the possibility of transmitting the, the coronavirus, which is obviously quite virulent. Other times, I know it's it's not very good, but um, I, there's no reason why they can't do that at the moment. Um, you know, it, it just seems odd that I, I, you're right. I don't think a lot of places are taking it seriously, or bothering to take it seriously. Although 
my view is that all they're worried about is how much money they make. <laughs> what, what, one of the things I don't like, one of the things that really makes me angry, and, and just before coming into the studio um, uh, earlier on, is I've been round to every supermarket in Whitehaven, um, and the, 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 the staff looked done in. You know, and I've spoken to a couple of staff asking how, um, you know, how things are. And they're being abused by people. And, you know, what I, you know, I, I'm sort of tempted to say that what they should do when they're getting abuse off people is they should remove the shopping trolley from the person <sighs> and tell them to get out. <clears throat> but that's true. You know, that's I think it is going to divide society and you'll see people for who they really are, if you like, because you're going to see what their priorities are. Absolutely. And I mean... I've been off buying toilet, trying to buy a toilet roll, not for me, yeah. you know, because we we usually stock up on it anywhere, you know, it's whenever it's on offer, you know, it's tends yeah. to stuff. but it's for um, a couple who are elderly, disabled, and, and one of them almost critically ill, haven't been able to get it. So if anybody has got any spoiler, any spare toilet roll rather, <laughs> if you can uh, email it through to paul at recruitcumbria.co.uk, I'll yeah. happily. Yeah. Well, a quick jump in here, Paul. Same thing, um, I was talking to um, the guy on the uh, town square who um, sells meat, and um, basically he had people coming up demanding that they give them hundreds of pounds worth of meat, and one of them got quite quite nasty, and he said he'd have to come out of the van and sort him out, but he, he left. But he said, you know, people are coming up and asking for when they used to get £10 worth, they now want £100 worth. And he said, no, I'm not... You know, I've got 10 other people here who might need it. I'm not selling £100 worth just to you. But he said he started at 5.30 this morning and he said he could have finished selling by 7 o'clock. Everybody was piling in for it. But what he found was it was people who couldn't get it anywhere else were suddenly jumping on him to try and get it. And this is another problem. And it's something I said to Chelsea earlier. Down south, it sounds, you know, sounds a bit divisive, but down south... I could almost expect it because the towns down there tend to be less community-based and uh, dormitory. But up here, um, you know, you always had the... They put out that it's a friendly pace and people are nice and, and all this and helpful. But what we've seen of late, uh, uh, given that you've got these people helping in community, this is the dark side of it. There's, there's people up here who are not. They're selfish. They're greedy. They're, they're stockpiling all this food and, and they're basically getting quite violent about it and, and abusive and I wouldn't it, it's a disappointment in Copeland because I never expected people here because of the community feel that uh, that that would happen I thought it would be different up here but it, it, it's obviously not um, and and people should realize that there is no shortage of food we even make toilet rolls in this country and export them so there's plenty of toilet rolls it's just that we're spending our time ripping it all out of the shops. And as the manufacturers have said, they can't keep it up for long, so they, they will start running out. And if everybody just bought what they needed, there will be plenty. That's really, really good <clears> advice <throat> there. But, I mean, what, 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 what I would suggest is that sometimes when you have the, you know, a, a initial panic, people will panic buy. And it's actually the other people are actually panic buying because of these other people panic buying. And, yeah. exactly. and, and you've got the, you know, if, if you're a parent with a couple of young kids and things like that, it, it can be quite worrying if you can't get the basics that those children need. Or, I mean, even today I was stocking up on, on, on cat food and cat litter because the cat doesn't understand that there's a crisis. <laughs> she's still got to have, and, and she's fussy about which cat litter she has. She won't just have any. Yeah. Um, we did try changing it recently to a cheaper one and she seemed to think it was a bed and laid in it. 
so we had to turn <laughs> to that. But I just wanted to ask Chelsea a question because, quite um, as, as you all heard earlier, Chelsea is uh, a landlord I- in the area, and the government are talking about. And this this might seem like a, a quite a controversial question to ask, but I think it will happen out there. But Hit I me. Want it. well, the question is: is the government are looking at protecting people who fall behind with the rent? They're doing something similar with the mortgages. And I thought, I bet you there's people out there that are going to take advantage of that. People who don't need to fall behind necessarily, but think, well, they can't evict me. What's your feelings around that? It makes me really sad. It it reminds me that there is a selfish society at times. There's actually a campaign going around on Facebook. It's not local that I know of, but basically tenants saying, let's strike There's an awful picture painted of landlords, and I don't know why, not locally anyway, maybe down south things are different, Nick, but I'd like to think I've got a great relationship with all of my tenants. So for me personally, I'm not worried because even if coronavirus wasn't happening right now, if my tenants had an issue, we'd deal with it. Um, For those people that are thinking rent strike, I think that's what they're calling it, you know, let's not pay our rent for three months. Um, that's not going to go away. Coronavirus is. So they're going to be in a position where they're going to owe a lot of rent because those evictions are only on stop for three months. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to be chasing your tail. And also just with the whole mortgage holiday, there's loads of rumours about that. People just totally misunderstanding what it means. It's a holiday so that you're not getting three free months, which is really difficult to say. <laughs> you did it well. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I've had this conversation before? Um, so the those monthly instalments will still be due, but with a mortgage, they can be just added on to the end of it. It's not possible to do that with rents. No. It just works <clears throat> in a total different way. Another thing that I'm seeing, again, that really upsets me is that tenants are saying, oh, well, my landlord's going to be getting a holiday. Why can't I get a holiday? Your landlord won't be able to apply for that mortgage holiday unless they can prove that they need it so i.e they can prove their tenant can't afford the rent and the reason i think the government haven't brought anything in the same for renters is because again if coronavirus wasn't here and you're on low income or you lose your job you can already get support with your rent payments if you lose your job the government won't pay your mortgage understandably so so i think it's a little bit just take a step back I don't like it when people assume they're being badly done by because they're not. Even if coronavirus to one side, if we look at it sensibly, the government's there already to help you in a rental position. Um, and I would like to think that landlords and tenants should get on, and they definitely can because I've proved that. I get on with all of mine. You're definitely, definitely an example um, for the good. <laughs> and, and obviously, you're obviously very proud of your tenants as well. I am. Um, I like them. I like them all. What about the businesses in, in I'm not picking in a favourite, guys. Yeah. <laughs> you did, you told me Recruit Cumbria was your favourite. Um, and if you, by the way, um, we'll, at the end of the show, we'll give you some details about how you can contact uh, the various businesses through social media and, and, and websites. Um, yeah, should I run a competition, Tenant of the Month? Well, you, can, you can all apply. And do we get three months free rent? <laughs> oh, you'll have to wait and see. Yeah, the, 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 the problem we've got with that is that Ross has uh, uh, the, the control desk in front of him at the moment, so there could be some injury <laughs> pokery going Just on. cut it there. off. So, so yeah, that, that, was, that was quite an interesting take on it. I think 
landlords tend to get their um, bad reputation by Channel 5 making these documentaries yeah. that, that, that deliberately paint them out to be that way. But, you know, landlords buy a property, they have a mortgage, they don't just, you know, buy a property and with a credit card and that's it. But, you know, some people think it's like that and I, I mean people that are landlords as well so they'll have an attitude of I don't want to spend any money I just want to make money mm. well it doesn't work like that it, it, there's no way it can ever successfully work like no. that and it's and the same as other businesses yeah. ha happy customers yeah ha you know then, and they'll come back and and recommend and so on so Ross ha how's the, the 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 print and the graphic design industry oh. um being affected by they're still on? so corporate work Obviously, businesses need business cards and flyers. We've lost some of the so the rugby games, the sports matches, they've all been cancelled. Theatres and some restaurants are closed, so we've lost work from them. There is a loss of work. What, what concerns me is, um, when we're talking about social distancing, is the psychological impact that will have on people. I mean, when, you know, after, when this is all over... Um, will people have got so used to just completely communicating through social media and um, and everything that they just it starts the downward spiral of communities and? But do you not think people already, already do that? They already do, but you know why? Why rush it? Why why you're, rush it to? You're thinking it's accelerated. Yeah, I mean, I saw somebody had posted um, a picture on Facebook a couple of years ago where. Um, there was a big crowd in the street. They'd taken this this photograph, yes. and somebody had put um, "WTF," which means "What the flip." Um, <laughs> yeah. Somebody's turned Facebook off, and they were all forced into the street. And suddenly, they all had yeah. to. I mean, I remember when you used to ditch someone. You used to have to say to them, you know, you'd have a face to face conversation. You say, oh, "I think, well, I think, I think I want to ditch you. It's not you, it's me." Uh, well, actually, no, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but now, now a lot of people find out that they've been ditched because they'll see that their other half's status has changed. It usually goes, it's complicated and then single. Yeah. And, and often that's the first that these people hear. Mind you, quite often these days, well, they've never actually met. They're going out together, but they've never they're actually met. Yeah. It's a sad, yeah. it's a sad no, indictment of our society. I think that's what people are like. I mean, so many people will watch their phone ring. Because they're like, I don't want to really speak to you. Just message me. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually, I do, I'm a texter. I do like to text. And a lot of it is just because you can come back to it later. You can remind yourself what you said or whatever it might be. But um, a lot of people watch their phone ring. They just sit, sit and watch it, don't and they? And then they'll text yeah. in, sorry, did you ring? What do you want? Yeah. I mean, I used to be a texter too. But, you know, since my thumbs got fat <laughs> and my eyesight <laughs> declined a bit, it's a... You know, people get some very strange texts off me now. I try, oh, try to do it. <laughs> I have no you know. <laughs> No, but the point is that's a sad indictment of our society. I think, no, I think once it, 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 it passes, I think it's like any society, you, you, you start to move back into those old ways um, because a lot of people do want that. You know, that's the way it is. Uh, I, I don't think this uh, doing everything on the, on the internet is, is going to be a forever thing. Should we try mm. um, Actually, if they start to end power on a cut, you'll know, because it won't <laughs> be any good then at all. Yeah, should we try and end on something a bit positive from coronavirus? Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah. I mean, let's hope we all must have a, a positive story about no it. No more deaths in China. No, we don't want that happening. <laughs> well, that, no, that, that can be yours, Nick, if, you, if that's your positive spin. 
Well, mine yesterday, uh, my sister-in-law posted a picture on Facebook. This better not um, be mine. And no, and, and what, what it, it won't be because you <laughs> don't have the same sister. We're not related. <laughs> Um, and I'm not Cumbrian, so I'm definitely your cousin either. Um, but but um, she'd put a picture. Uh, she'd open the front door, and there was a bottle of milk on the front on the on the doorstep, and a little note from the milkman saying, um, "Why don't you obviously consider having your milk delivered again, like you did in the old yeah. days?" But he'd left it. He'd left every resident a free pint of milk Aww. on the door first thing in the morning. And I actually thought that I was nearly quite emotional about that. that I thought, what a lovely. lovely thing to do. Yeah. You know, a great way to promote your business as well, but also it's an act of kindness. I thought that was amazing. Yeah, that is. That's really. Did that amazing. happen in your story? That you've, I thought you were going to steal mine. Yeah. <laughs> no, because this is something that I seen on Facebook. Look at that. We see everything on Facebook. Um, it was about um, how clean Italy is. Um, Venice, like they haven't seen it looking like this in years. So I thought that was really nice that the canals and everything are clean, and yeah. and obviously just because people aren't using them as much we've clearly been using and abusing it far too much do i think we'll learn from that i'm not convinced but for now there's some beautiful pictures online especially in italy that that kind of follows on to an image that was on the other day where i think it was nasa um they'd actually taken some pictures some aerial shots of china before and after the, right. the, the, the virus and currently now the air is clean Everywhere's nice and clean, so maybe a positive could be that we end up with a cleaner planet. Yeah, I mean, and wouldn't that be fabulous? Because we're all fighting for it anyway. Mm. Just obviously not. You must have something positive. <laughs> Come on. I can see. I, we just just so that you, you, you none of you can see. Um, obviously at home at the moment, but there's actually steam coming out of Ross's hair at the moment, for where he's trying to think of something positive. For those that don't know Ross, is he has to have something to worry about. So yes. that's fine, but just but a little I, positive. The po- well. I've helped with the group this morning and they've banded together 20, 30 people. So it just shows you out of something bad there can be. You, do you know what? Do you know there, you, is, do you, there is a community there, isn't there? You're actually coming across at the moment, Ross, as if you're a naughty boy that's just been told <laughs> off and you're saying, yeah, but look, I've done my homework. Well, yeah, but no, but. It goes back to Nick saying the council, the council haven't done anything, but at least. At least the people are banded together. Cleetamua have a really, really good community spirit. I don't live in Cleetamua, but they do. No, they do. Agree. They do. They're known. Know. They are known for having a good no, community. No, 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 no. That's where that I would Nick. disagree. Yes, I can. Now we're going to end no. on a negative. Okay. <laughs> the point is, you say that, and everybody says that, but the, when you look into it, it's not quite so. What you've got is some. Yes, I agree with you. There are some in, in Cleetamua, but for the majority of them, they don't care. And they want to worry about themselves. The number of initiatives that we used to have in this town, I mean, on, on the Chamber of Trade, we used to try things to get people interested. We used to do consultancy. Nobody has bothered to get six replies out of the whole of Cleetamore. They get two replies for this. The point is that they are just not willing to put themselves forward in that way. Could, could that Hopefully not, could, could, this could might that, change. Could that not be just because they're turned off by councils? Because councils don't seem to have moved oh, with no, the time. No. They're a bit boring. Corbyn Council you. is incredibly difficult. They are yeah. a huge um, reason behind my decision to be involved in this because I feel like people don't have a voice over yeah. them. They don't understand fully what they're up to. But and what, I think yeah. in future we will definitely be having some debates right. on that. We, have, we, a ta- have, we have a town council <laughs> and every council <laughs> meeting is open to the public. Nobody ever turns up unless they've got something they have got concern with. 
If the people at Cleeton Moor want their council to be doing something, they should be making noises, they should turn up at the meetings, and if they really want to, they should be standing for the council. If they don't do it, they can't argue about what they get. Well, can people maybe get in touch with us and let us know about that, yeah. and then we can use this I don't platform. mind being controversial. I mean, yeah, well, that's we're here for that. Positive thoughts and positive One of the interesting things that Nick did just say there is that anybody can stand for the council. Um, oh, you know, un- un- unless you've done, yeah, yeah unless you <laughs> dodge part, I suppose. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're going to end on a positive there, Nick. And Come on. Uh, I shouldn't have interrupted because that's a once in a lifetime. <laughs> it's a once in a lifetime effort. I'm worse than Ross. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it, following on from what you both said, there is a positive to this. First of all, the shops are emptier, so older people can wander around without too much trouble instead of getting to fight, trying to fight their way past crowds. Perhaps there is uh, more now concern for not just older people, but vulnerable people. Um, Some of the shops are now opening like an hour in the morning just for them. Uh, But again, you know, so that is a a positive. And and I think hopefully it will start um, making people think more about the community and and being more towards each other, which is, is something you want. Although, if they did shut down everything, people would then see what it's like having a town with no actual shops and trying to order online and find you can't for six weeks. Mm. Uh, it may make them think, well, hang on, perhaps we do need some shops here and we should be re- using local shops. Uh, so, so there are positives, and as you were saying, it is clean. It's given a chance for the area to get cleaned up. You haven't got people who are given a chance to get the roadworks done. Uh, less pollution. So, so in a way, you're right. It, it, there is that positive upside um well thank you very very much for that nick you've been listening to cygnus radio with <coughs> chelsea wright from c wright developments thank you chelsea you're welcome ross whitfield from north press printers thank yeah. you very much ross you're welcome <laughs> nick ford from cleetamua town council you're welcome paul and many of other places thank you nick and me paul murphy <laughs> from recruit cumbria if you want to get involved with cygnus radio check out our website it's cygnusradio.co.uk and we look forward to having you again having you along soon rather um <laughs> our studios are available for hire if you're looking at, if you're making a professional podcast uh, give us a call you can find the details on the website but for now i'd like to say thank you very much for tuning in it's been great having you along and you're all wonderful bye-bye Thank you.